0: podcast. My name is Stephen Murray, the new executive director of Forerunner Mentoring. I'm here with my former boss, now board member, Zachary Garza, Sr. That's me. We are continuing our series on the board. I don't know why I'm talking like that. I just
1: Because you're weird. It happens. But I love you. Hey, thank you.
0: Well, we just thought it'd be great to record a few episodes about the board after I got my butt kicked at our last board meeting, where Zach said some difficult things that I needed to hear. Is that a good way to put it?
1: Yeah, like I'm. I, I think, don't sound angry, do I? I think at one point I said, "Stop walking out in fear and do the right thing." So uh, sorry about that. No, that I mean that's fair. Sorry, not sorry, <laughs> but I still love you.
0: But I mean, it 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 is in this transition coming into this role. I mean, one of the big questions was, what does it look like for me to work alongside the board? What's my, what's my role there? What is their role? What, what are they doing? And walking into this, Zach's just been telling me the board is the foundation of the organization. And so understanding what they're doing is going to influence and encourage our staff, our community, and everything we're investing in. And, and so this is a big deal and we want to talk about it.
1: It's like the board is the, like, hidden part. Like, everyone sees, oh, there's Forerunner. They hang out with kids. But it's like, no one really knows how they make it happen. And the board's, like, in this, like, back room trying to figure out budgets and job descriptions and supporting and evaluations and all this stuff. And everyone just thinks it happens. Like, oh, you serve kids, and it's great. Like, yeah, but there's a a reason why things Mm -hmm. are going so well. And more times than not, the reason why is the board.
0: It's like... I remember just recently, probably last month. I mean, we've been going through transition. We even have a, a new director of operations. She oversees our finances on our staff, and we have a board member who's, I guess, the treasurer. Yeah,
1: treasurer just sounds like a, a super cool. Yeah, like I'm the treasurer. It's like Batman, the treasurer. It's the Joker. I mean, yeah, I only like, see Nick Cage in my mind,
0: like stealing the Mona Lisa or something. But, anyways, I think that's National Treasure. But we had we had a board <laughs> meeting at six thirty. And I got an email from Chad at eleven thirty the night before, mm-hmm. and so he's like punching numbers yeah into the wee hours. I don't even know if he slept honestly, but he showed up and he presented the numbers and and it's like how much goes into that spreadsheet every month to make sure we actually yeah, know what that we're he
1: doing? does for free. Yes, so. who Here, does that? Here's hey, if you don't hear anything else on the podcast, just hear this. You can mentor, but if you hear two things, it's this. (laughs) Thank your board members. Thank them often. Just thank them. Tell them how awesome they are. They are volunteers. They're volunteering this stuff and they're doing the hard things. Chad's calculating numbers in his free time when his wife and kids are in the other room. Why? Because he cares about your vision and mission. Mm -hmm. As an ED, executive director, share vision with your board members. Hey, Chad. Your punching numbers allowed this story to happen, mm-hmm. right? Connect them to the vision. Hey, hey I'm not in
0: jail because our, our audit was successful. Well, Thank you, Chad.
1: I, I was thinking more connecting to the vision oh. of the program. Yep. Yeah, okay. Um, like, <laughs> hey, Scott, your hard feedback made me a better leader. Here's a story yes. about how I invested into my staff this week. Yeah. So connect them to the vision. That's important. But yeah, we're going right into it, you know the board is kind of everything. Last week, we talked about board source. This week, we're talking about things that we've kind of come up with, that I've kind of come up with, that as I have formed the board that has best helped me. So every nonprofit's different. Every executive director is different. And the board needs to kind of reflect the weaknesses of the executive director. They need to support the executive director. So I'm not very good in details. So guess what? My board is full of guys who focus on the details. So
0: should I just scrap the whole board and find some new guys to jump in some new blood
1: yeah go ahead and do that and you just let me know how that goes okay two years later hey, you hi said, welcome you to chick-fil-a may <laughs> i take your order i'm steven
0: you said the board has to reflect the executive director does it reflect me I, No, it reflects
1: you well yeah and the board Clint justice the board in three luck. years I'm, I'm will kidding, look I'm different kidding. steven because you are different in a great way all, all right. right let's get into this okay The first thing we're going to talk about, recruiting board members. We kind of talked about this last episode, but find people who can fill the roles that you need. Have a job description. Find people to fit that job description, right? The people have to love Jesus. They have to be behind your vision. They have to be nice, but they also have to fit the job description, right? And so we will share with you our job descriptions for different committees here in a second. But yeah, so for me, most important thing is they have to love Jesus. So... Steven, whenever you look at our board, tell me what you see.
0: Well, I, rather than tell you what I see, I can tell you what I hear. Okay. Because, I mean, I I know that every board meeting starts with relationship. Those guys just checking in. I mean, they they love you. They love each other. They love Forerunner. You know they're bought in. I mean, many times someone will come in with a scripture that God had put on their heart that morning. And I'm like, dude, this meeting is at 6.30. How how are you coming in with a quiet time into this board? Which I, I know you've been working on on me getting into that, that rhythm of, of making that sacrifice. But that's really challenging to me, knowing that these guys are waking up at 5 in the morning to come to a board meeting that then they're going to work afterwards but are always coming with some spiritual encouragement a wisdom that they've received from their own work and diligence in leading their families and leading their companies and, and so you can just you can tell that they really care about the organization's health mm-hmm. spiritually financially directionally yep. and and that comes from a life of faithfulness right so
1: which this leads us into what I like to call the board of directors top 10. And this is something that I came up with. I had to learn the hard way. There's some board members who I had on my team whenever we first started out that I wasn't intentional with. I didn't share with them exactly what I wanted. I didn't give them guidance. I didn't, didn't give them expectations. And it led to some hard, right? So here's 10 things that I've come up with, the board of directors top 10 that I believe for my organization, my board, they just have to be on board with. Board on board. (laughs) That's fun. All right. Number one, pray. They got to pray. We cannot complete the vision that the Lord has given us out of our own strength, but instead we must seek first his kingdom, trusting in his plan and provision while working hard along the way. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. And let's not forget what our job is and what his job is. So every board member has to commit to praying for Forerunner. Mm -hmm. It's a big deal because a ministry without prayer is the greatest form of arrogance. If you're doing your ministry in your own strength, it's going to be your ministry, not God's. And that's not what we signed up for.
0: So. And that that's the same for board members saying... Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like this is for board members. Yeah. So.
0: so like as the board, your greatest contribution might not be the 30 years of experience you've had.
1: It might be your prayers. Yeah. It's a big deal. Wow. Number two, keep the executive director healthy. It's your job board to keep the executive director healthy. That is spiritually, that is emotionally, that is physically, that is relationally. They can be the best executive director in the world, but if they die of a heart attack because they don't exercise and they're obese and they're not getting any sleep- you say something right now? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And they're not getting any sleep, they're gonna burn. And if they burn, the org's gonna burn too. So if their marriage is failing, they're not going to be a good executive director. If they're unhealthy, not going to be a good executive director. If they're not communing with Jesus, they're not going to be a good spiritual leader. Mm -hmm. So board, you got to keep the executive director healthy. Thoughts?
0: Yeah, that's good. I mean, thank you. Every time you've seen me eating Taco Bell, and you let me know you saw it.
1: Taco Bell, Church's Chicken. I mean, I did the list goes on. Popeyes. 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 I did eat Sorry, Popeyes. Popeyes. All, right. All right. Maybe Golden Chicken. Speaking wants. of Popeyes and you eating unhealthy, <laughs> number three, clear and honest feedback. I will say this once. A shameful text message. I will say this once. <laughs> <laughs> Do not surround yourself with people who only say yes. Mm. Yes men are not good for your organization. You need people who are willing to share with you The things that you're doing wrong, they need to be honest. They need to be clear, right? The number one threat for a nonprofit is lack of clear and honest feedback. They need to be willing to say the hard things in the right way. If it's not excellent, tell us. If you're doing something wrong, tell me. If you've got a huge stick in your eye, someone has to be kind enough to say, Hey, Zach, you've got a big stick in your eye. And that stick is called, you're not gentle. (laughs) Mm. You don't have a calendar. You are late. You aren't taking care of yourself. So clear and honest feedback, that's the board's job. It's your job as the executive director to receive it well.
0: Yeah, and I, I mean, I can't tell you how many resources you've given me about receiving feedback mm. and being, being the guy that once you hear feedback, asks for help, yeah. doesn't just try to defend.
1: Here's, here's, a, here's a man move right here. Here's a professional move, ask for feedback. Mm. Hey board, what's something that you see in me that I don't see in myself? What's, what's an area where I think I'm doing well, but I'm not?
0: Yeah. That's so, hard. But the people That's you hard. want on your board are not those that have to be asked For sure to not. give their feedback. Yeah, yeah. But, but are willing to.
1: You can help them. Yeah. Though. Number four, you got to do your job. The board does their job. You do your job. I say this. The board, they're the coach, right? The executive director, they're the quarterback. Like the coach comes up with the game plan. The coach, you know, figures out what you're going to do on the field. But the quarterback actually does it, mm-hmm. right? And so… It's the board's job to prepare and the game plan. It's the executive director's job to actually execute that game plan. So once again, clear job descriptions, clear committee descriptions are vital. We'll talk about that in a second.
0: Now, this makes me want to look at the board job descriptions. Not, not that I'm afraid they're not doing their job. Mm-hmm. I'm more of just,
1: yeah, it's a big deal. I need to familiarize myself. with you, that. you most definitely do. Number five, remember the why something that you as the executive director can really do a good job of, and that's just sharing stories. Hey, board, you're volunteering your time and your energy and your hours. Here's what it's doing. Remember the why. Our board chairman didn't sign up to give me feedback. Mm. He didn't sign up to review a budget. He signed up to advance the vision and the mission to help kids, to help families, right? Help him connect the dots as to, hey, here's what you did that helped us do the thing, that helped us serve a kid, that helped us baptize a kid, that helped us you know, minister to a mom. So... You connect the dots. Yeah, that's yeah. Good. So what I try to do, the first five or 10 minutes of every board meeting, just sh- share a story. And hey, board, this couldn't have happened without you. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. Number six, life is a people game. Life is a people game. Shout out to Jason Matthews. He's a former board member. He came up with this phrase. I love it. Don't rush to bring people on the board.
2: Mm.
1: Character is everything. At the same time, know when to cut ties. If there's a board member who's toxic, don't wait to get rid of them. You've just got to cut those ties because the continuity, the environment, the culture of a board is everything. And one person can jack it all up. Mm. Um, All board members must have an active walk with Christ. Don't rush when recruiting board positions. When boards are comprised of optimists, idealists, and cheerleaders, as they often are, a breakdown in governance is more likely. I always look for the guy who's going to kind of be that jerk, Mm. like me, like Currently in our board and I don't necessarily like this, but it is, it just is what it is. If you're gonna receive hard feedback, you're probably gonna receive it from me. That's my. But that
0: makes sense because you've been in the mess. Yes. And you have
1: more. I have had guys on my board where one of my former board chairman, when I first invited him onto my board, I said, I need someone who's gonna kinda kick my butt. And he said, Zach, are you sure? And I said, yeah. And he did for three years and it was terrible. Mm-hmm. and it made me who I am today. But I put him on our board because I knew I needed that harsh, pessimistic guy who's going to kind of point out all of my flaws. And for that season, that's what I needed because I, I needed to get better. When reviewing prospective board members, note which skills they'll bring to the table. Hey, this guy's not afraid of conflict. This guy's going to say the hard thing. You know, This person's encouraging. This person's going to um, care about my heart. Well, this person's going to care about my performance, right? And so just... Just know that. So you're putting together a team. A team needs to be diverse. Diverse skill sets, diverse personalities, and things like that. Mm. Cool?
0: Yeah. I mean, can you, I don't know if you've had to remove someone from the board. You just said, if you're recognizing something that's toxic, do it as fast as possible. What Mm. is fast as possible? Uh, And who's in charge of that? Is the board chairman the guy that calls a vote and he says, hey guys, Timmy, yeah, he's toxic. We got to get him out of here. Everyone yeah. say, I. I mean, it's, I mean, and Timmy says no,
1: it just depends. You know, whenever we were in the founding board season, you know, I was kind of in charge of that. But ultimately, the, the board's there to help you as the executive director. So if you as the executive director say you're not being helpful, then like, you know, most of the time they'll leave.
0: And it's, it might be obvious to everybody else. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's hard. I mean, dude, it's, 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 it's hard. And there's different personalities, different skills for different seasons. You know, When we first started, my board needed to look like this. When we were growing, my board needed to look like this. Now that we're trying to get excellent in the day-to-day, my board needs to look like this. Yeah. Next season, when we're trying to raise a ton of money, my board needs to look totally different. Yeah. So.
0: Well, and I'm not saying this as a – I'm not making a statement here about our current board. Right. But as you're leaving the executive director position, I'm inheriting a staff. I'm inheriting a board. And So when I look to add more board members, am I making the next guy that's ED, am I making his job easier or harder based off of who I'm bringing in to the board of directors? Yeah, Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, for sure. But you have to surround yourself with the people that you need to lead this nonprofit. So your board will look different than mine, and that's okay. You know, I'm a strong personality. You are not me. So I needed people you know, who are more gentle, who are more, you know, analytical, you are analytical. So you might need people who are more, you know, talking about the vision, talking about the future. Just, Mm -hmm. you've got to surround yourself with the help that you need. So, which you have to know yourself, but you do. So number seven, active and prepared participants. They got to come prepared. They have to actively participate in the meeting. They can't just sit there on their phone. We say during the meeting, the board should speak 80% of the time and the executive director 20%. They should be. I the board needs to talk eighty percent of the time, and the executive director twenty percent of the time. So you're telling me to shut up. Well, I'm telling myself to shut up. I think you're going to have a lot easier job doing this than I did. Um, I do, but I'm also the founder, so you know, which is a good thing and a bad thing. But yeah, but shut I'm up. coming.
0: I'm coming to listen and just yes. answer the questions. Yes,
1: that yes. Tell people what you do every month. Talk about that email that you sent.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean. Yeah i only do it because you told me to do it but well i see the benefits of it that's why i continue to do it a recap email of everything that's going on in the organization it's one page that's summarized which is actually pretty difficult because we have a lot of stuff going on but anything the board if i didn't tell them they would not know about which i think that sharing information communication i mean Obviously, if there's anyone you're going to over-communicate with, it probably should be the board. But in general, the board should know big decisions that are coming up, big issues that you're facing, big events that you have questions about. And mm-hmm. and so that email every month gives the, the board chairman an opportunity to recognize, hey, that, that looks like something we need to talk about. We need to right. like focus on. And so, so it helps him clarify priorities. So
1: it's almost like you don't need to talk in the meeting because you did all your talking <laughs> in that email. Yeah. So it's like, before the meeting even starts, you kind of share with them everything that's going on. And then during the actual board meeting, the agenda is set based on, hey, here are some things that we believe we need to talk about. And the board just needs to ask you a bunch of questions.
0: And so, and, and maybe, I, I guess I'd never thought about it before this, but maybe because of my last monthly recap, a lot of the feedback was like, what's coming up next, mm-hmm. not just what's going on today. And so rather than just talking about this month, I'm catching them up to speed on all the other conversations we're having. And so a lot of their feedback was like, well, it seems like you're focused on what's happening this week, not where we need to be in June, where we need to be in August. And so that that's just, that's me personally processing.
1: Yeah. So anything that you can communicate before the board meeting, do that so that when you're actually in the board meeting, you can use your time well discussing things that Need to be discussed. Yeah. So it's good. That board time, it's what can't we talk about over email? Mm. It's what needs to have a face to face discussion. So that's number seven. Number eight is easy protect and accomplish the vision. So if easy. we're, <laughs> it's easy to understand. If we're a mentoring organization and Stephen's like, hey guys, I think that we're going to start a food pantry. Well, it's the board's job to stop that because mm. that's mission drift, that's vision drift. So the Lord has given Forerunner Mentoring a specific vision. It's the board's job to make sure that that vision gets taken care of. So number nine, relationships are everything. We talked about this, but any relationship requires time and trust to maintain. The key to the board executive director can be found in two key questions. I love this, this is big. Do I respect you? Does the board respect you as the ED? And does the executive director respect the board? And do I trust you? Mm -hmm. Does the board trust you as the executive? Do you trust the board that they're giving you sound feedback that they're for you, not against you? (laughs) Respect and trust sounds like a, like a eighth grade men's Bible study. Like today we're going to talk about trust and respect. It's awesome. (laughs) I love it. When trust is present, people admit their weaknesses and mistakes. That's Mm. big, right? I'm not going to share with you my weaknesses. I'm not going to share my mistakes if I don't trust you, right? And what's crazy is by you asking for help, by you admitting those things, respect is, is formed. It's crazy. It's like what, what you want, trust and respect. We think that we have to like be perfect in order to get that. But really, it's in our weakness that we get those things. Mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. Relationships well, change lives. And that recap
0: email that I send mm-hmm. once a month. It's a big deal. A lot of it does feel like the temptation is to make it the highlight reel. Yeah, don't do that. And not... Like get to the bottom where it's like, what issues are you facing? And I'm like, oh, I mean, things are pretty great.
1: Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Number 10, humility wins. Humility is a starting point for a healthy board executive director relationship. Humility is knowing the right time to exit. This applies to both the executive director and board members. The leaders who know this will care less about self-preservation than the success of the overall organization and will recognize when their skills and abilities No longer meet the needs of the organization they are secure knowing another person's skills may be a better fit at this current stage wow i wrote that like 10 years ago
0: (laughs) and now you're living it
1: yeah that's crazy in some
0: way yeah that's crazy
1: different stages in a ministry require different skill sets Mm. that's humility my friend that's good board of director top 10 I th- I think they're great. Please feel free to steal that. You can find them on our you can mentor website.
0: I, I here's a question. Mm-hmm. Just as the executive director, when is the time to give board members feedback on these areas? Should should the executive director yeah. be giving feedback?
1: I know. So this is so there's someone on our board who's in charge of evaluating the board. Oh, okay. And that's our governance committee. So our governance committee is making sure that people are doing this. Okay. Not you. So. Let's talk about board committees, shall we? Yep. So here are our board requirements. Just in order to be on our board, period, end of story. It doesn't matter what um, role you play. You have to do these things. I'm going to try to fly through these. Be a fatherly covering for Forerunner. Mm. Be submitted to a Christian church body and have an active personal relationship with Christ. Be willing to gently engage in constructive conflict if you see the program going away from the vision. Ensure through prayer and discernment, the Lord is leading forerunner instead of man leading forerunner. Be active in spreading the vision of forerunner. Make a significant personal contribution to forerunner each year. Those are, our, those are the board's responsibilities. Which one's your favorite right there?
0: The One where they give money. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's not, give me your money.
1: <laughs> hey, baby, well,
0: I, I do baby like- Baby,
1: I got your money.
0: The one where it's just, is the Lord leading this thing or are we leading it? That's a big deal. Hmm.
1: Commitments, willing to support the executive director, willing to serve on the board for two years. Maximum amount of terms one board member can serve is three terms. Make room in his schedule for Forerunner lunches and meetings. Make room in his or her schedule for emails, phone calls that pertain to Forerunner. Attend our programs once a year. Attend retreat meetings and fundraiser. Spend time praying for Forerunner. Which one's your favorite?
0: I mean, I I like their connection to what we do. Yeah. I think that that's huge.
1: They have to see it. Yeah. It's big. All right, we're going on to the roles. Okay, So we have we got four committees. And this is just how we do it. There's different ways to do it. But we have the executive committee. And uh, we try to keep that about three, mem- three members. And their main job is to keep the executive director accountable as they execute the strategic plan. Their main job is to evaluate and support and appraise the executive director In his role, as well as emotionally, spiritually, and relationally. So our executive director, I mean, our executive committee, they're like, that's the chairman. That's kind of the older guys. They're like the fatherly, like they're kind of in charge of everything. So that is that. That's you. Yeah. Well, that's me now. But my, so here's something that we do. My executive committee, my board chairman, we try to meet once a month away from the board, just us. And they're kind of my fatherly covering. They're kind of my mentors. If I have any questions... I, I, sh- I ask them. They're kind of my first go-to. Yeah. So. Next up is the, the governance committee. For us, that's two members. They clearly inform members of expectations and roles. They recruit, interview, nominate, and train new board members. They connect with the executive director to plan meetings and board retreats. So if you have something to, to talk about, you'll go to them and say, hey, I think we need to do this. I think we need a half mm-hmm. day. I think we need a full day. You know, And they make it happen. They lead the board in self-evaluation, and then they organize the board meetings and keep the minutes. So that's our governance committee. For me, I like someone who's organized. I like a type A person. I like someone who likes doing the behind the scenes stuff. Right. The executive committee, that's kind of the older, the wiser, the sage. It's like they're, that's who I like. So executive is like leading it. The governance is making sure that it's run well, The development committee, that's two to three to four people. They cha ching. Yeah, that's just money. Understand the budget, create a plan to help raise funds, help staff execute development plan. And by helping, I mean opening up doors. You know, they're not gonna fundraise for you, but they'll introduce you to people. They're open up the doors so that you can walk through those doors and fundraise. They keep the executive director accountable for the execution of the development plan. And I talk to them a lot. So those are my well-networked, those are my salesmen, those are my go-getters. Hey, we need to raise a million, let's do it. Let's figure out a way, let's come up with a plan, let's execute that plan. And I'm gonna introduce you to everyone that I know, and I know a lot of people. So that's the development committee. And then last is the finance committee, that's two people. They oversee the budget, they create reports every month to share at the board meeting, they lead that time at the board meeting, they forecast any potential issues, and they make sure that we're being good stewards. So, at a typical board meeting, ours lasts about an hour and a half. Its executive committee kind of starts out with the prayer. executive director shares a cool story. The governance committee goes through the the minutes, talks about what's going on, talks about what's coming up, talks about if we need any new board members or if anyone's about to come off the board. The development committee talks about fundraising efforts, hey, this is where we're at, who we need to meet, here's what's coming up. And then the finance talks about the funds, talks about the budget, talks about where we are, what we need to do and so on. And then we get to the important stuff like, hey, we have a fundraiser coming up, let's talk about that. Or, hey, we have an issue with a staff member or I don't know how to do a strategic, strategic plan and so on. That's that, any questions on that, Stephen?
0: No, that's great. And I mean, seeing seeing this listed out, I can see it in our board meetings of just how it's, how it's broken up and yeah. recognizing, get, giving everyone the space to contribute and be prepared to share. And I, th- I think just knowing what your job is, having that agenda creates the space for the mm-hmm. committees to do their job.
1: Yeah. And like we said earlier that as the executive director, you need to spend about 25% of your time on the board, you know, give or take. And that's like, hey, I try to go out to lunch or go out to breakfast or meet with each committee at least once every other month. Hmm. So it's like, I'm going to go out with the development guys for lunch, and we're just going to talk about, hey, how's it going with the plan? How can I help you, Zach? And so on. I go out to lunch with the executive, or well, we meet with the executive committee the last Friday of every month. And that's just, you know, that's a standing appointment. I meet with the finance guys. Hey, how's it going? And so on. And Why we do the term limits that we do, it's two years for three terms. It's the first term is you're sitting underneath someone and learning how to do that role. Mm. The second term, you're actually doing the role. And then the third term, you're teaching someone how to do the role. So that's why we kind of do that. And most people, it's not six years. It's probably about four years. Mm. But that's why we do it like that. So someone's training, someone's doing. It's mentoring. It is mentoring. That's right. We have a calendar as a board, and this is how it goes. Okay. And it kind of, we do this. Every year, like there's a rhythm, right? In January, we have a board meeting and we focus on finding new board members. In February, we start developing the strategic plan mm-hmm. for the year that, we'll take, that will start in June. So our fiscal year goes June 1 to May 31st. And so we start working on that. And with that comes a half-day board meeting. So as a board, we get together for a half day and we really talk about the strategic plan. We talk about where we're going and so on. March, we come up with that budget to execute that strategic plan. And that's a half day with me and the treasurer with the and the finance department and things like that. So we've got the strategic plan. Now let's figure out how much money we need to make that happen. In April, it's all about fundraising. So how are we gonna make this strategic plan happen? How are we gonna meet this budget? Mm -hmm. And that's a half day. And this is all plus the regular meetings. Regular meetings. This is a half day with the development, right? Hey, how are we gonna raise a million dollars? Right. What events do we need to what do? Events, what events, what people, what churches, what foundations, all of that stuff. Yeah. In May, it's onboarding new board members. And then that's where I focus really a lot of time with the governance. Hey, how are we going to onboard them? What roles are they going to play? Who's going to roll off? And so on. In June, it's all about raises and evaluations. That's the board eval, that's staff eval, that's your eval. That's the end of the year.
0: And this is just because our fiscal year goes with the schools. Right, 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 so right. So it right. might not be right. the same for everybody, but... Right.
1: And we do a relational retreat during that month. It's, hey, let's celebrate all that got us done this year. So let's go play golf. Let's go out to eat. Let's, I mean, we had a celebration on this past week. We all went out to dinner. All the wives had a presentation. We celebrated. You know, it was awesome, but you have to celebrate. Mm-hmm. And we always bring the board members and their spouses because it's important that they're on board as well. In July and August, we're just preparing for the new school year. That's kind of whenever we rest some. But then August, September hits, and we're focused on starting that new school year, making sure that that strategic plan is working. And then October, November, December, we focus in on giving because the end of the year stuff is about to come up. And it's just like, you need two things to run a mentoring organization, mentors and money. And the board helps you find that money. And then we have a Christmas party as, as a board. And we celebrate, so that's kind of our rhythm man
0: that, 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 that is a good rhythm, yeah,
1: but yeah, but why don't you talk about the one on one that you have with our board chairman with Scott, with our executive committee each month? Why do you do that? what's the value in that? Talk about that?
0: yeah, well, I mean you you kind of prepared me for it. You were like, hey, listen, don't go to meetings with Scott without questions <laughs> that you want to ask him and come to learn so I mean I've consistently met up with him with a list of more questions than we'd have time for, honestly. But just just coming in saying, hey, I'm feeling this. What do you think about this? And what have y'all done in the past when you've run into this situation? And and just coming ready to not just make decisions, but hear advice and wisdom that that is usually overarching that helps you make many decisions, not just what do you— What would you do in this situation? Mm -hmm. It's more of like, how do you do this? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's not just like, tell me yes or no. It's tell me how to do it.
1: Yeah. I love the one on one with our board chairman because our board chairman really is our mentor. I mean, he guides us, he leads us, he's our covering. We pray together, we catch up on life together. I mean, he's not just like my boss, he's like my pastor and my mentor and my coach. And it's time to ask questions, it's time for him to hold you accountable. Hey, Scott. This time next month, I want to get five new monthly donors. Can you make sure that, sure that I do that? It's time to ask those questions. It's a time to build trust. And it's, a, it's just a time to know that you value him, you trust him. And it's a time for him to feel like he's playing a really important role mm-hmm. in the development of you as you lead this nonprofit.
0: So. Yeah. And, and I mean, since he's coming up with the agenda it also gives him more opportunities to gather information Mm -hmm. about where the organization is
1: yeah and you can prepare for the board meeting so y'all are on the same page but it's just over communication with that board chairman's a big deal That's it, man. I mean, board stuff, it's important. And I know it can be hard to focus on because there might not be a lot like tangible that you need to do, but you gotta build relationships, you gotta build trust, you gotta pursue, you gotta make them feel thanked, make them feel valued. And then it's just the culture of the board will leak into your organization. So the board needs to be healthy, the board needs to like each other, the board needs to love Jesus, the board needs to be on target with the vision. The board needs to dream big and that's gonna leak and flow down to you as the executive, into the staff, into the kids, into the community. It's a big deal. So it's good. You're gonna do great. Thanks, man.
0: Yeah, I mean that, that book I read, Leadership Pain, he, he talked about leaders who have a vision will only will only rise to the threshold of their pain as well as the threshold of those holding them up. Mm-hmm. And and he brought this image of like a ladder of like you can only go so far up a ladder and un, unless you have people holding it. Yeah. And and being being the guys at the foundation that are holding the ladder. So you'll only rise to the measure that you have people supporting at the bottom.
1: Well dude, it's submission. You're submitting to someone and the Lord loves submission and he blesses submission and you're submitting to authority, to a godly authority that you can trust. And God's going to put his hand on that. You're uncovered. If you're a one man show, you're not going to last long, but the board's going to support you. They're for you. They are for you. Like they're not against you. Yeah, they're your boss, but they're also your covering. They're your guide. And it's a good thing. So they will make you better if you let them. As you mentor, as you lead, as you start, as you run mentoring organizations, the board is key. And I hope that you'll learn something today as you continue to disciple and invest through mentoring relationships. We love you. If there's one thing that you take away, let it be this.
0: You can mentor